Hey, Coach. Um, what went into um, what went into the decision to uh, make Donovan available for for Game Two on Wednesday, and and how do you guys expect it to affect affect you guys on the floor? Well, you know, I I think I addressed the process yesterday, but you know, it, Donovan always wants to to be on the floor. He's competitive, and that's something that you know he he's looking forward to um, to the extent you know, the process of, you know, assessing and ascertaining that uh, ultimate result, you know, is, is again, ongoing. And um, as you know, um, and I think everybody's excited um, that Donovan will be back. Uh, next up, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, just with the various reports about, you know, Donovan being upset about, you know, being held out of game one, which, you know, you kind of alluded to with him being as competitive as he is. Did that require any kind of, you know, meeting today, any kind of getting together between Donovan and you and the training staff and or, or management or anything like that? Or, or was it just he was available for practice and deemed ready to go and everything's kind of settled? Well, I think after the way we played last night, um, you know, we, we always meet, um, watch film, guys are in the gym. You know, we're moving forward to, you know, what we have to do. And, you know, the, it, it's something that, that's what, whatever adversity a team goes through. Um, in, in this case, you know, if you want to characterize it as that, um, I think one of the things our players, Donovan especially, has been able to do throughout the course of the year um, is to use that to kind of um, further galvanize and further focus. And that's where our focus is. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Quinn, I know sometimes you don't like to talk about the games until you get a chance to go back and look at it. What, what did you see uh, on your second viewing and, and what was different? Well, I think some of the things that I've mentioned, even, you know, going into the series is being important for us. You know, we didn't execute um, on the level that we need to. Uh, I think on the offensive end, we got, we got stagnant. Um, you know, when the ball stops moving, you know, they become an even better defensive team because of their length. You know, you saw some of the plays that Kyle Anderson made, um, you know, really all their guys, um, their physicality and um, that that impacted us in our ability to, to take care of the ball. So, again, I, I think those especially the live ball turnovers and we had some some plays, some uh, possessions where, you know, we didn't turn it over. Um, but we weren't able to get good shots. You know, I think Mike had to take a really couple really tough shots at the end of the clock. And I'll, although those aren't turnovers, um, they give, you know, your opponent um, a, a chance to run and put pressure on us in transition. So on um, the defensive end, again, one of the keys for us has been all year and it continues to be. And it's something that, that we really have to focus on is to defensive rebound. And particularly when Rudy's, you know, tied up with Valanciunas um, in that matchup, you know, we've got to have other guys that are even more determined on the boards. And I thought that's an area we can do better. And then, you know, j just general things, whether it's, you know, defending John pick and roll, which I mentioned is, you know, is not, not easy, um, but there's a lot of things that, that we need to do a better job of some, some small breakdowns where we go under when we want to go over on a screen. Um, we're not shifted enough on the weak side. And there's too much room in the paint. So a lot of little things that, that I think are execution oriented. Um, and then, then some other things that, you know, are broader reaching where you don't point, 
um, to one possession where it's more of a general thing that I think our whole team has to focus on. So we, we can't have breakdowns if, you know, you know, five guys each have one breakdown, that's five breakdowns. And that really starts to, to impact the game negatively, particularly in a playoff game. Um, I, I think Memphis too, that they came out uh, really focused. I think the games that they had played and the competitiveness of you know, those two previous games was something that was fresh on their minds. Um, you know, I think we have to raise our level in that sense. Drew Hill, the Daily Memphian. Quinn, Memphis, as mentioned, uh, they kind of like to muck things up, I guess, uh, in terms of, you know, the talk and the physicality of the game. Um, how do you guys sort of stay out of those situations um, when playing against them so you don't give them any fuel? Well, I think, you know, you need to use that. Um, and to the extent that those plays create distractions, um, you know, whether it's a technical foul, you know, there was one quarter at the end of the quarter where we weren't sharp and it cost us, you know, a three-point play and, and, and then it's he. So th th those types of momentum plays, I think there's a fine line, um, you know, between being emotional, um, locked in, um, you know, just being gritty, um, and then not being focused. And so in those situations, you know, whatever the case may be, whatever the play may be, um, I think you have to have more mental focus and put your energy where it can matter. Um, and then more determination dur during those situations as well. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. When at, at this point, who's overseeing Donovan's recovery? Is it the team staff? Is it Donovan's staff? Or, and, and has that changed over the last month? Well, you know, I think there's a collaboration in that regard. And, you know, to the extent, Andy, that, you know, I've continued to maintain, you know, as far as the details of all those things go, I'm not, um, I'm thinking about coaching the team. And, you know, those things are happening throughout the organization. And again, with, you know, the overarching phil philosophy that, you know, we want to do the best thing for the player. And, you know, however, those, those things come to, um, the results come to pass, you know, those are details, I think, that um, are not things that I'm involved or pri privy to in many instances. So um, my focus is, is the team. And to the degree, there are certain things that, you know, you just, you move forward. And, that, and that's, I, I think, where we are right now. It's, you know, if you watch Ted Lasso, Andy, but sometimes, you know, your favorite, what, your favorite animal is a goldfish because it has a memory of 10 seconds. And that's where we need to be. We need to be moving forward and thinking about game two. All right. Last you watch Ted Lasso, Andy? Of course I have. You know me. Yeah. <laughs> Should be required watching for coaches. <laughs> All right. We have one last question from Thurl Bailey, Jazz TV. Hey, coach. Hey, obviously, um, you know, it, you guys aren't as great defensively when Rudy's not in the game and he got in foul trouble last time, I thought Derek Favors came in and do a, did a stellar job, but how do you address the, the mid-range game of teams who aren't necessarily great three-point teams, but even throughout the course of the regular season, you guys maybe struggled a little bit with teams who are very good at that mid-range, making either Rudy or whoever was on the ball, uh, guarding the ball initially, how do you address that as you go through this series in the mid-range? 
Yeah, I mean, it's a good question, Thurl. You know, I, I think that there's some, you know, just like if, you know, when we, when we, I don't know what we went last night, you know, we shot, we didn't make our threes, right? So um, some of it's a make or miss situation. Um, we had, you know, the top defense in the league um, by cleaning the glass. We had the second or third best defense in the league by NBA.com. So the, the, we, we did some things right as far as impacting shot distribution. Um, I think the thing that's important about the mid range is, you know, we call them warm up shots. You know, if you're giving up warm up shots, you know, the percentages on those shots um, go way up. Um, if they're contested um, and they're impacted uh, and they're not as deep, for example, Morant got, you know, he got whether it was, there's a fine line between, you know, long twos you know, and being at the rim, particularly a team that um, that is so good at shooting, you know, floaters. Um, so th there's things tactically that, you know, we, we need to do. And, and we've, you know, we've gone through that before, but there, there's most of the games we've had. Um, I choose to, to not say we're giving up mid-range shots is, you know, we're forcing certain shots um, that, that we're, we're better at guarding those shots um, than we are you know, other shots. Were the, the, so again, they're, they're not things you necessarily want to give up, but to your point, you know, it, it, some of it's like, we're not going to stop shooting threes because we miss threes. Um, we're not going to stop, you know, I'd rather have a mid-range shot than Valanciunas dunking the ball. And, right. but the aftermath of those, I, I think giving up, you know, offensive rebounds in those situations because we're not, you know, quite as alert. So I would say, that there are some subtle adjustments that we need to make. Um, I don't need to get into the details of that right now, obviously, um, but it's not something you're unaware of. But I, I think what you need to do is impact um, impact those shots so they're not warm up shots. Um, and then if you know, hopefully they don't don't make as many of them. Um, you know that that that's what impacts the game. So you don't want to necessarily give anything up. Um, you want to make everything hard. Um, and then when those shots are created, we want to do a better job of contesting them, making them difficult, making them, you know, take them a little further out um, and not allow them as much freedom of movement, um, you know, in that area on the court. But, you know, part of it, Morant, you know, he can get a lot of places on the floor and mm -hmm. that's five guys, you know, and we, we can't, you know, guard him um, with one guy. He, he's too quick. And in Brooks's case, that's, that's his game. You know, he can get to that spot and, and that's the shot he wants and he's making that shot. So um, we don't want to give him that shot. So some of it depends on, on personnel and, you know, we don't want to give up Bain's threes. You know, if Bain's shooting a mid-range shot, you know, I think we can look at all the numbers and say that's, um, that's a preferred shot for us, even if he does make it. So all that stuff, I think, gets um, more into personnel and understanding what certain players on the floor want to do and are really good at doing. So every game's uh, a little bit different, you know, every opponent, I should say. And, you know, we're aware um, of how important that shot is for us to defend and contest. Um, but at, at the same time, you know, we don't want Rudy guarding, you know, Morant out on the top of the key, you know. So um, there's a give and take there. And we just need to do a better job, I think, defensively in a lot of areas. And that helped hopefully will impact that. If we go, you know, over on a screen when we should go under, we go under on a screen when we should go over. 
you know, that's when you end up with those shots being, you know, too easy and warm up shots. And there's a comfort, there's a, a comfort level in taking those shots. Thanks coach.